all the desire. Oh, I just want it so bad. Oh, you know, and it just seems so real. It's right there. Just want to reach out and touch it before it all disappears. Sometimes it feels like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong. Gotta hold on. Won't be too long Now the tide is coming in I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean I know my ship is coming in Just at the horizon And right where the sky is Out there on the ocean Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Rodney and I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, Hopefully, this will be, well, I guess I shouldn't say hopefully, but um, we're thinking this will be our last show for this particular kind of thing we have going here, kind of what's on your mind. Uh, It's been really, really good, though. It's been really good to hear. Um, So we may just think about doing this maybe once a month or, I don't know, twice a month, just depending on how things go going forward. But it's been really good to just kind of be able to vent um, and hear others vent as well. So remember, you bring the topic tonight. Uh, We've posted a number of things on the event page. So if you want to take something from there, feel free to do so. Um, if If you're not connected through Um, or with us through Facebook, and you have something on your mind, please share with us. Um, I do want to just kind of let you know right off the bat, we're going to try very hard to be on just an hour. If we go over a little bit, that's fine, but uh, there's just a lot going on, and and, uh, I'll I'll be very honest with you, I'm feeling a little bit burnt out in in many, many ways, so I don't want to burn myself out with this. Um, and so maybe it's just we just need to kind of keep it an hour, maybe a bit more if that. But I don't want to do the two-hour shows unless there's there's a great, great need. I feel that we're doing too much talking. And I don't mean here on the Butterfly Evolution Show. I just mean as a whole, as a people. Um, too much talking and not enough doing. Uh, I've been very careful with monitoring. I was speaking with, to a friend about this, how – your, the transformation process is getting so real with me until I'm catching things. Like I, I can say something, and if I catch myself doing the opposite or not doing something towards that, I'm correcting myself, and, and I'm having to do it. I'm having to say, listen, this is this is what you, you are set to do. This is what you want to do. This is what you should be doing. And so it's getting really real. And so, y'all, this, tra- this transformation thing is, so real. I was telling a young man today, don't stop. Um, he listens and has been a listener of the show for a while now. He doesn't get to listen as much as he's like because of work. But I've seen this young man transform 
not because of this show, but because he made a decision to do so. And and that's powerful. And I remember one of the shows that impacted his life the most was um, when we had Anthony Collins on talking about his book, Life is Outstanding. And that was one of, he said that for whatever, something that was said that night turned him on. Like he just, he just realized that where he was or where he would be was up to him. It all, um, it all was on him, what he did, what he did not do, what he chose to do, what he chose not to do. So that's what I mean. It's just time to start really being real with self and doing what you need to do. We have a lot of work to do. So, uh, Rodney, you're there. Rodney's on with us. I thought he was going to be a little bit late. Rodney, you're on with us? Let me pull him in here. Rodney? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. I'm so used to you pulling yourself in. You didn't do that tonight. <laughs> no, I um I was pulling the screen up. I <laughs> I was pulling the screen up and I was I was on the uh the site getting ready to pull myself in, but then you pulled me in. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what's on my mind right now, Tammy. These people in Baltimore need to stop burning down the city because I didn't have so many so many white people call me to talk to me about it. And now I got cold French fries from McDonald's. I can't even eat hot French fries because people burning down Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that too. I've not posted anything about that, but I watched it. I had a friend call me and say, "Are you looking at this?" And I and I wasn't. Um, I had no intentions on it. I must have kept it on for more than an hour today, this afternoon, and I finally just got tired and mentally tired. Really, I, I just I'm, I'm mentally tired about what I'm seeing. And how we feel that that I don't know. I want to hear what you guys think about this. What how how do we keep getting to this point um, of the rioting and, and the way that we do it? So that is that is something that's on my mind heavily tonight. So before we do that, let's um, the chat chat line is open. Make sure. Yep, it is open. So for those of you who are listening, and remember. Um, you guys, a lot of you connect through Facebook. That is not chat line, although we'll be back and forth. But you can actually log on and then just go into the chat line if you are a follower of the show and you, you know, submit your questions, comments there. Um, Rodney does a much better job of checking that than I do. Um, you spoiled me on that, Rodney. But but we'll we'll be back and forth checking that in Facebook as well. But just remember, just because I know a lot of you just click that link. Um, but that is not the chat line, but it is open. The lines are open as well. Um, you can select the number one only if you have a comment or a question for tonight. And we will pull you in by identifying or giving you the number you're calling from, which means the area code and the last four only, the, the area code, the last four. Um, try to remember not to call out anybody's name. I don't always do so well with that. So, um if you are okay with us giving your name, why don't you share your name? If you do elect to come in and talk with us tonight and you're okay with us having your name or giving out your name, why don't you just state your name? If you don't, then we'll remember not to say your name. Same for the chat. Um, some of you may not be comfortable with making comments there. Remember, you can register for, as a follower by not giving your name. The easiest way to register is through Facebook 
or even Twitter, I believe. But you can also select your own um, sign-in name and password, so you can just kind of have some fun with it, I guess. But do share with us tonight. Um, so select the number one if you have a question or a comment, and we'll pull you in. Want to quickly just uh, remind you of our trash can, baby. I cannot, cannot, cannot say this enough, and you guys are probably sick of hearing it. But if you're not, if you've not tried it, then you have no right to be sick of hearing it. So move something. I say the trash can. Move it, move it, move it, and then monitor how often you return back to its old location. In doing this, think about because it's not about the trash can. It's it's about you returning to a place where you've taken control to move something to a different place, a different location. So it's about thinking more about what our mind, how our mind works and what things we keep up with because they are habits. Um, And when you do this and you really start to, like I said earlier, this transformation thing is deep. And I'm telling you, sometimes you want to just say, oh, you know what, I can't do this. Seriously, I'm just being serious with you today. But what keeps me going is the refusal to go back to what I know what I know wasn't working for me, how I was operating, how I was living my life, I know that will not work for me. I would choose death quickly before I go back to that mindset. And so I continue to move on. And I think we need to hear from other people who are going through it, which is why I shared with a young man today, um, keep going. You know, don't stop. It gets, it gets greater later. Is it a difficult process? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just as long as it took or takes a person to get to the point where they they realize they're dying to live, they're really just living the walking, they're the walking dead, they're not enjoying life, they're not at peace, they're not being real and true with themselves, they're not happy. And I just refuse to get up with breath in my life, with a soul, with a spirit, with a God and not live my life and not be at peace with that. And I want to say this too. We are so caught up in blaming others. And this You can make this a black and white thing. You can make this a husband thing, a wife thing, a brother, a sister, a mother thing, my childhood thing, a circumstance. We are so caught up in blaming others for who we are, where we are, where we're, where we're where we're not, what we're doing, what we're not doing, until we are, we totally lost the, the concept of being in control of our lives. We should set the tone for who we are and what we want in this life. I don't wait for people to speak to me anymore. You know what? I, hey, how you doing? I don't care if you are the CEO of the world. You are no better, no greater than I. And so I set that tone for me. Am I great at it every day? Absolutely not. But when I'm not, what is so great about it is I know that I'm off. I know that my day, I've given my day to someone else. I've given control of my day to this world or someone else. And so I have to remember what I'm after. So move your trash can. Tell us about it. How is it working? If you have children, please play, play, make it a game. Make it fun. 
please do this and come back and let us know. Ask the children, what is what do you think about the fact that you know we've moved that but you keep going to it? Why do you think that is? Because you guys our children if we they 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 are smart in some ways, but I'm gonna tell you when it comes to common sense, if we need them at some point in time, and I'm talking about this young generation that we have coming up today, if they can't Google or if they can't get to a phone or a computer, they ain't going to be able to do nothing for you. And it might take them a minute to do that if they got to spell it out correctly. The more and more I keep coming across these kids, we are doing nothing for them. We are allowing the school system to feed them a bunch of crap. You would think after all these tests they have and all this stuff that they would be the smartest kids on earth. I mean, really. And you could say they don't even know that there's four weeks in a month. I mean, the simple stuff that you ought to just be able to pop off. I look at and they, I look at some of these kids and they are dumber than a doorknob. I'm serious. When it comes to the just the basic and the simplicity of life and the things that you're going to really need to get you by in hard times. If technology went out, these children, half of these kids will kill themselves. And I truly believe that. There's no relationship. There's no conversation. So, so much, and because we said an hour, I better shut up. <laughs> so, Rodney, okay, Baltimore, Maryland, what? I saw it, I see it, and again, my question is, why do we, and I don't want to hear because the cops keep killing black men. I don't want to get to that. I, I, I understand that part. Not not justifying it, not giving any action to it. But <coughs> I look at that, you know, I said, you're giving these cops overtime. They're getting paid overtime, extra, whatever. Do you think they care about being out there? They're on the clock. You're tearing up your neighborhood. The family has asked you clearly not to do it. So to me, you're disrespecting the family. If the family can ask the one who has endured the loss, how, who are we to not be okay with that? And I'm not saying that we should do nothing. But I am saying what we are doing every time this happens is senseless, pure senseless. And see, what I think is, is, is cause I'm, I, I'm ready. I would be the one ready to not go to work tomorrow. If everybody just stay home. See, you got to hit people where it hurts them. I'm not bothering them by looting and, and in your neighborhood where they come in and get overtime. You paying off a few bills for them. Keep going. Keep doing it. But you you ain't got enough in you to go into another neighborhood. And I'm not saying that would be right either. But I'm saying, who who does that? Who who continues to tear up their own neighborhood? Who does this? Cowards. I'm telling you, cowards. Be bad enough to go and tell somebody if that's what you must do. Or be bad enough to say, you know what, we're going to shut down Comcast, AT&T, Verizon. We're going to hit y'all where it hurts. But see, they all got the, the, their hands and pockets and stuff like this. 
We've been shut. We've been shut it down. We've been take our money out the bank. We've been to put it together. We're gonna do. We're gonna do some stuff now. We're gonna show you that Black Lives Matter to Black people. And it just doesn't matter when you shoot one of us. Because in a few weeks, guess what? Everybody's going to be back to normal, back to business as usual, waiting on the next one. I don't get it. So, Rodney, turn it over to you. <laughs> well, now that I've swallowed my cold french fries because my white friends would not let me get off the phone because I got to explain why black people are burning down Baltimore. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I, Tammy, I do not like cold french fries. So. Uh, well. But anyway, anyway, since we have the show to do, um, here, here's, here, here, here's my thing, Tammy. A very dear friend of mine asked me, "Who are you mad at in all of this?" And I said, "I'm mad at everyone who contributes to the problem. I'm mad at the white officers who." feel like they are justified in killing young black men because they have to go in and protect our neighborhoods, because they have to go in and keep our neighborhoods safe. So that gives them the right to take the life of a young black man. No, it doesn't. I'm I'm disappointed in, in the ones who saw George Zimmerman get off. And so they thought that that opened the door for them to get off. And so they went out and did the, pretty much the same thing because, hey, if he can get off, I can get off. So the, the the cops who are racist, the cops who have been profiling black men for years, even those who haven't done anything, anything wrong, I have a problem with them. I also have a problem with black men who continuously go out and do things to draw negative attention to themselves and those black men who are trying to do the right things. Stop walking around trying to be a thug, trying to be hard, committing crimes, and and expecting no one to say anything to you. I have a problem with that. I can't walk down the street safely because of what black men are doing, because of what white police officers are doing. So anyone who contributes to this problem, the black men who are selling drugs, the black men who are beating up other black men for no reason at all, the black men who are robbing other people, the white officers who are profiling, the media who's putting it out there for ratings, the government who continuously sets everybody up, the government who has the power to stop all of this or at least hold people accountable but choose to do nothing. I have a problem with everyone who contributes to this problem. I have a problem with men who don't pay child support 
making us all look bad. I have a problem with that. So anyone who contributes to this negativity, that's who I'm mad with. I get that we we all make mistakes, and I don't judge people because they sin differently than I do. But the things that you can control, the things that you don't have to do, leave them alone. Let them go. I get that people are frustrated, Tammy. As a black man, I'm frustrated. I'm tired of seeing my brothers die. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to continue going to school, getting an education. That's what I'm going to continue doing. And I have a bachelor's and a master's degree, and I'm still going to school because I'm that ambitious. I'm going to continue to show up at my teaching job every day because there are kids who need a positive influence. There are kids who need role models, and I'm not going to be one of those people who just talk. But every day I'm out here trying to change lives. So that's what I'm doing. I've been staying after school, Tammy, the whole the, since October. School lets out at 2:45. I tutor kids until almost 4:45 for free, twice a week. Why? Because my kids need that. They need that. And it took them until last week. But they finally got A's and B's on one of the tests. Finally. So you you know what? I don't care if it took them five years. That If that's what I have to do, that's what I have to do. I have to buy them snacks because they're there for an additional two hours. Out of my money. The school doesn't give me a dime. But those are the types of things that we need. And I'm not saying that anyone has to do what I'm doing. But we all need to do something to contribute to the solution and not continue to contribute to the problem. Burning down a city isn't solving a thing. They tried it with Ferguson. Guess what? Another black male got killed. We shutting down highways. We protesting all over the country for what? For another black man to get killed? Somebody even thought it was a great idea to go and kill police officers in New York City. It didn't stop another one from getting killed. Be a better person. Because I know that one person doing it is not a lot. But if you can get one person to do it today, one person to do it tomorrow, one person to do it the next day, eventually we'll have enough people doing the right thing. But it has to be legit. It has to be genuine. We have to be out here trying to do the right thing. I know I know people are frustrated. I'm frustrated. And I think I'm harder on my people than anybody I know, except maybe you, Tammy. I get it. People are frustrated. But as long as we... Give people a reason, they're going to take it and run with it. I get that white people do some of the same things, and the consequences aren't the same. I get that. But until we get to a point where we're not doing it at all, 
they're going to always be able to use it against us because we started out on the short end of the stick anyway. And we have to fight just as hard to get to where we want to be. Well, you know, I hear, I hear you. You reminded me something, and, and didn't think about this until you said it. Just today, just today, Rodney, you have no kids at all. And again, I'm gonna tell you guys, I'm not tooting horn. I'm sure Rodney is not either. But that's what I meant by what are we doing? We can we can get on Facebook, we can post, we can talk the talk, we can tweet, we can do all this. But what are you doing? After that, are you doing what you're saying? Are you doing what you're posting? Are you? I hear so many people talking about God has put this on their heart, given them this, and they will talk about it, but yet do nothing about it. Sit on it. If if the God that wakes you up every morning told you to do something, I was reading in in Jonah talk, that story. That that was my chapter last night. How he tried to get away from from doing what God said, and God said it said prepared he prepared some stuff for him because he he wanted to do it his way or not at all. But just today, someone told me, and again, I have no kids. You guys, I should I should be living my life. I should be having fun, waiting on grandbabies. But because I said. And I won't call this person's name because I said that this person, well, I'm going to call his name. Yes, I will. Al Shockner. I said that I'm so sick of this man showing up. And maybe I don't see him. Maybe he show up before that, but I don't see him. I don't see him a lot until things like this happen. That bothers me. And so he, this guy said to me, his reply was, it's going to be really hard to find someone that meets your standards because you do too much. That's what he said to me. He said, you do too much. He said, mother to the entire neighborhood. And see, I take that as a blessing. Do I get tired? Absolutely. But when I pull on my street, and if they're doing something they should not, they straighten up. Not because I'm bad, not because I could I could whoop them, not because of that, but it's because they know that I love them and they know that they respect me and they know if I see you doing wrong and if I have to fight you, we're going to fight. And I'm going to take you to your mama. And hopefully your mama's going to beat you again. And so we lost that. And that's what I mean about what are we doing with. Because our kids, and, and they, they, I can't blame my kids for where they are. I'm blaming parents. I'm blaming adults. I'm blaming grandparents who don't want to be grandparents. They want to they want to be in the street just as much as the mother and the and the grandchild. We've lost that connection. Everybody wants to be twenty one. Nobody wants to operate in their perspective role. I met a man today, Warren Lewis, and Rodney, we got to have him on this show. we got to have him on this show. I've been hearing about this man, well, about his life and how he motivated mostly men. He owned a barbershop. He told me today, he said, I never went 
to a day of school for barbering. He never, he, I don't think he finished high school. This man is 82 years old. I mean, just full of life, full of life. And how I learned about him was through someone who has just been a blessing to me. And I've talked 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 about them on the show because of the way that they have lived their lives. They lived within their means. They retired probably 20 years ago, paid off their home in 15 years or less. And most of what this person learned because he didn't have a father in his life was at the barbershop. This man told him, I don't care what you make, you put some of it back. If you can't put anything but a quarter a week back, you do that. He would cut his hair for free when he could not afford it. And this man, he, he told me that, I'm not, I'm not rich by far, but I have my health, my strength, my happiness, and my peace. You see, sometimes we look for all oh, that to be in money and things. What is money and things if you don't have health and peace? What is money if you don't have a right mind? What are mm-hmm. things if you want to work 24-7 to pay for them? If you got to lose your child, if you can't have a relationship or sit down and eat dinner with your child because you're trying to pay for stuff that the world has told you you need to make you feel like you are somebody. What is that? And so all that fighting and looting, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't think it's, I'm not saying everybody, but the majority of the people out there are just out there. Let me go join the crowd. Because if you, if it was really, in your heart, and if it was really bothering you, do you know how many people have been killed since Michael Brown? How many black men? Do you know how many black men have been killed just in the month of April? And if, so if you knew, this would become your life. We are, This ought to be our life. We ought to be taking shifts in every city, in every state. We ought to have a position a job position in no more black lives matter to us. You will not kill a black man and neither will a black man kill another black man. If it really meant something to us, because I have a black son, but I just so happen fear being killed by an officer more than I do someone on the street. I've lived that life. I know what it feels like to tell your child. If they stop you, please do this. Please do this. Let me handle the rest. Who's so angry until I'm not even sure that he would do it. And all I can say is, do it for me. If not for them, do it for me because I can can fight for you while you're alive. I don't want to have to fight and you're dead. So I know, and I'm not discounting what the officers are doing by mm-hmm. any fashion. But you guys, guess what? We got it. We got as many black officers in the police forces everywhere. Why aren't they standing up saying no more? Because half of them white in on the beating. I saw one just the other day, a black man right in, right in the midst of it. So see, we're dealing with more than just a white and black issue. 
We're dealing with spiritual warfare. And because people are so self-seeking for those things, for stuff, for self-gratification, and you don't even know your purpose. You don't know your role. You don't know where God has planted you. And if you do, you're not operating in it, so your life is miserable. You keep looking, looking, looking for that one big moment where I'm going to be somebody. And look how many somebodies there is not. Look how many people think that they have made it. Look at look look at the media. If people, if money was it, if things were it, we would have much more, many more happier people. But they get all this money and stuff. You guys, they are as miserable as broke people. It's not in that. And we're we're raising kids with the same mindset don't care about anything, who will go and do what they're doing, know they're on TV, and come back in their parents' house. I don't care if it's a single-parent home or two-parent. They will walk back up in there like they're as old as you, and you owe them respect. Let's get real tonight. Terry, we have a uh, we have a caller, so I'm going to pull in our caller and uh, uh, see what they have to say. Caller, we're going to take you real quick, uh, whatever your question or your comment is, uh, from area code three three zero. Last four digits are seven zero three three. Hi guys. Hi Terry. Hi. 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 This is Cheryl. Hey, what's hey, up, Cheryl? Cheryl? How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. And you guys, how are you doing? Uh, life good. is good now. I got cold French fries down my down my throat. <laughs> Listen, hey, I'm talking about the cold French fries all day. I'm talking about the cold French fries. I'm so mad I had cold French fries. The people burn it out soon. But I'm sorry, sure. Go ahead. I'm a I'm a lawyer. That's okay. Feelings. That's okay. I understand. I just want to call in. Um, I was listening for a minute, and um, I want to continue to listen. But I just want to say two things real quick. One, I feel like um, just the whole outrage of the Baltimore community, they're not respecting his parents. His parents had asked, they had literally begged for a peaceful protest, and they're not giving them that. And I really think um, it, it should be some kind of decency and it should be some kind of order that they should have for the respect for his family because they've been asked they they've asked several on several occasions for a peaceful protest and, and and they're not they're not abiding by their rules and I think that it's just I think that is very bad. I really do. Another thing that I want to say real quick is everybody I'm more than sure everyone is watching. You know, I've been watching, I've been trying to keep up with it and everything and I just feel like um, just us as black people, period. It's like America is just, we're failing. The, the youth are, are out here, and it's, they're failing. They're failing for the simple fact that, like you were saying, Tammy, earlier, it's like they just they want to be just a part of this. The cameras are out there, and they want to they wanna just be in the limelight. This is a very, very, very serious situation. It's a very situation, and and black lives 
They they do matter. It's it's very very imperative that they hurry up and get this together because it's getting out of control, and and this stuff it has to it it has to be put to rest. It has just snowballed into a huge. The city is just it's 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 burning. It's literally burning, you know. And they have to put a stop to it and stop being so angry in a destructive way. And that's that's all I want to say. You guys are doing an awesome job. Um, we have to continue to pray for Baltimore, for each and every individual out here. We have to stay in prayer. And that's all I wanted to say. You guys are doing an awesome job, and I'm just going to sit back and listen. Thank you for giving me your time. Cheryl, before you go, I want to say thank you, and I have not forgotten about you. I'm waiting. Um, you guys, and I'll just share a little bit of this. Cheryl, I hope, is still going to be coming to our um, conference, the Turn Off the Light Women and Men Conference, and I'm waiting. We're going to have that at the Crescent Center here in uh, Memphis, and I'm waiting on them to confirm my date. Um, but, okay. But as of right now, it's going to be June 26th. Seventh, and I think I'm saying that right. It's on a Saturday, that last Saturday of uh, June, if that's correct. So I haven't forgotten you, and hopefully I'll be meeting with them this week. So for those of you who that are listening, we're going to be great. Do these again. Yes, ma'am. That sounds great. I'm excited. Um, I'll definitely be there. I'm excited. You know, and I yes. know God has great things in store for you, for you and Rodney as well, and I, I just want to support in any way that I can. So... I'm listening in. Yes, please get in touch with me whenever you can, and I will be ready, girl. I got you. All right. So before you go, tell everyone uh, about about the things that you're doing. Uh, you're you're on the air uh, Sunday nights. Um, tell everyone about that and, and, and everything else that you have going on. Yes, we are um, Blog Talk Radio, of course. Let's Change the World Movement. Um, we are on every Sunday from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And our topics, of course, uh, range from everything. We speak about everything. So we would be happy if the audience tuned in. But basically what we're doing now is we are trying to promote, you know, the unlimited education, and that's what we're doing. And, again, I tell everybody, I totally believe in it does take a village to raise a child. It takes a village. And people, they really don't think that and they don't understand that. You have to get it embedded in your mind because it's a true statement. It's very true. And we have to hold on to that and we have to keep pushing. Everybody tune in on us with us on Sundays as well. I am here to support you guys. Tammy and Rodney, once again, to reiterate, you guys are doing a very good job. And God bless you guys. Definitely tune Thank in. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you, Thank guys. You. I'll talk to you soon. All right, hey, Rodney, Rodney, you know what? That's a, I'm, I'm sorry. Rodney, you know, that's a, as she mentioned, unlimited education, you know, for those of you who have ever heard Dale on this show or listened to his show or see him on Facebook, he is passionate, passionate, passionate about unlimited education. But, you know, he continues to have struggles and issues with getting that program in the school systems or even in, in, in churches. I approached several churches, and I was told, you know, well, we don't want to have to deal with the school system, and we don't want to have to. Who, who else? Who, who, if not us, then who? 
We should be ready to go to battle for what we believe in, especially for these children. And so when I heard her say that, I just think about how his his passion about it, but yet um, they just it gets knocked down. Very few will let it in. So, and you mentioned that earlier about we, you know, the government, the media, the school system. Rodney, you talk about that some of that in your book, both books actually. You know, we could that could fall under both books. But you know, as parents, as citizens, we got to start fighting for the right things and in the in the correct manner. Let 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 let's go three, four, five hundred strong to these schools and demand that such programs as unlimited education, we demand that you get that back in. That focuses on morals, values, and ethics. Because if these some of these children had a touch of that, we wouldn't have seen what we've seen here in Memphis over the last few weeks. We see young girls just stomping, beating one girl, beating her, stomping her. I mean, jumping off the table to stump her. In high school, knowing that we're in a world of technology, knowing that your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, your aunt go see you on TV acting a fool, and then you come home, you got the audacity to walk back through the door. What child does this? Because I would have had to run away. When I came to my senses, and realize, I would have had to realize I got to go somewhere. Else. I would have called the police on myself. You know, <laughs> real, real quick, Sammy, before we bring in our caller uh, from area code four zero four. Last week was a what was a very um, rough week for me and. I, I I was so excited that Tamaria and I were getting away from here just because last week was just was just challenging. Um, we we had um, our our city, um, in fact, is still dealing with it, but but we had we had a major tra- tragedy here um, last week, um, and so it was just trying. It, it was just a very challenging week for me, but. Something that I that, that I've always maintained, and that is you are in you you are in control, and because you are in control, what usually happens in your life, it's your doing. I'm not saying that that's the case all the time, but we bring a lot of things into our life, both positive and negative. We bring them into our lives. And everything that you're not in control of, it should be in God's hands anyway. If you can't control it, you shouldn't be thinking about it. You shouldn't be worrying about it. It should be in God's hands anyway. And so when I see a lot of the things that I see, I don't think that people realize that they bring things into their lives a number of ways. So before we before we decide to get upset with somebody, before we look to pass the blame, before we look to point fingers, we should always look at our 
ourselves. We're going to bring in our caller from area code 404, and the last four digits are 1037. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Rodney, how you doing? What's up, Bo? What's going on? Tammy, hey, how you doing, baby? Hey, Bo, how are you? Tighten hey, up. I'm great. <laughs> yes, yes, tighten up. I'm blessed today, you know what I mean? Just sitting here, I've been listening to you guys, and... um. I've heard some interesting things, you know what I mean? I have a couple of things that I want to voice my opinion about uh, and, and also discuss. Uh, first thing being um, what you said just a minute ago, Tammy, you were talking about uh, how you were you would have had to uh, run away. You would have been scared to go home um, had you had been caught up in something like that. And I think one of the problems is that uh, kids nowadays, they don't have a fear. You know, it wasn't the whooping that you were scared of when we were coming up. It was the fear of knowing that it was going to happen or not knowing what was going to happen. You understand what I'm saying? Kids don't have fear today. They don't They don't, They don't. don't even know what that is. And, and the reason they don't have that is because society has taken the parenting away from the children. They don't allow us to be parents. If you hit one of them, they want to give you 100 years in jail. You know what I'm saying? Like you hitting them to kill them. Well, I, you know, that's my child. I love him. You know what I'm saying? I'm his mother or I'm his father. You know, I'm 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 spanking him to to show him that what he did was wrong. I'm not spanking to hurt him or to kill him. But in their eyesight, there is no there is no right way to punish a child. You know what I mean? If you hit, then that's wrong. I mean, society has it out. Oh, if you hit, you got an anger problem. Oh, you you know you got issues yourself. You know what I mean? That's abuse. You know what I mean? That's it's a difference between abusing a child and spanking a child. Even the Bible says you spare the rod, you spoil that child. But by not but by not allowing us to be parents, those that want to be parents, <clears throat> um, they they give that kid a leeway to say, well, ain't nothing going to happen to me because if my mom or daddy hit me, then they're going to be in trouble with the police. So I got back in front of the police so I can go out here and do whatever I want to do. My parents can't punish me, but then if the police catch me, all they're going to do is stick me in jail, you know? And, and I mean, it's that mentality, because I talk to young kids all the time, you know what I mean? And it's that mentality that has kids not afraid. So, that therefore, if you don't have a punishment behind your action, you know what I'm saying, letting it be a reaction to every action that you've done, then, therefore, you don't know uh, fear. You don't have any fear. Now, you're fearless. You know what I mean? You can care less about anything. You're just going to do what your mind tells you to do because you don't fear the reprisal, you know? And that was one of the things that we feared coming up. You know, if we got in trouble, we're going to get whooping by the mailman, the milkman, the barbershop man, the man who run the stove. And then when we get home, you know what I'm saying, and they told our parents we got a whooping again, but we still here. And it taught us respect, you know what I'm saying? It taught us to respect our elders. Nowadays, kids don't have no respect for the elders. They'll jump on them, beat them, you know, smack them. They'll walk right in front of them and cut them off and, you know what I mean, not hold the door open for them, let, open the door and let the door slam on the people. Won't hold the door for them. Not, not yes, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. None of that. We couldn't walk around with our pants down around our ankles like they walk around now because somebody would have said something to us or just the fact that the respect we didn't do that in front of grown folks. We had respect. There is none of that these days. So in my efforts, you know what I mean, with the Tighten Up Ministry, you know, I, I, I've, I've sought out, you know, through some, some means and some people 
um, that was talking to me, you know what I mean, to start at the bottom. You know, because before we rise to the top or on our way to the top, we all we all come from the bottom. You know, even with the house, you have to have a foundation before you can build that house. So I've, I've taken on the task, me and um, my son's school teacher, um, to unite brothers, fathers together, you know, and, and go to the elementary school. We're going to start at the bottom where it all comes from. We're going to start from right here at the bottom, and we're going to try to teach kids morals and principles and how they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to act, how they're supposed to treat the teacher, how they're supposed to listen, comparing the teacher to their mother. You understand me? Because they are someone's mothers. May not be your mother, but they are someone's mother. And, and give them and, and, and let them have that respect for that teacher. And in having that respect, they're listening. And by listening, they'll be able to adapt to the things that they're supposed to adapt to instead of taking on the foolishness they hear from other kids. Now, if you've got kids that are in your class and they're saying the same thing you're saying, pretty much two plus two equals four. And, and therefore, the seed has been planted, and all you have to do is water it. Therefore, the tree will grow, and it will bear fruits, and those fruits will will, will, will will feed the next bunch of people. You know, so what we what 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 my son's teacher came up with was why don't we induct um, uh, uh, Father's Day Friday? You know, each man has a child in the class. Not a woman. We, we're not we're not singing out of women, but we're gonna we're gonna be men in this class because teachers is a woman. You see what I'm saying? And and they and you know teachers they kids kind of look like teachers like they're their mothers and they get away with stuff with mom. But with dads it, it, it's a totally different thing. So therefore they kind of respect dad a little more, you know, because a male voice is different from that of a woman voice. Not to say that a man is more more dominant than a woman. It's just that male figure, that voice is more powerful. And, and it and it kind of instills, a, inflicts a fear in that child of the uncertain. They don't know what's going to happen. So the, me and her came up with an idea that we get fathers of the kids that are in the class, and each day, each day one of us will come maybe from 7.30 when school takes in to 10, and then he's gone. Now, did we do this on our, did we do this on our days off, not on the days that we have to work? You know what I mean? Somebody come from 7.30 till 10.30 or 11 o'clock. Then he leaves, and then somebody comes from 11 o'clock till 2 o'clock when school's over with. That's two people. They have stayed there by maybe two to three hours. But guess what? Impact of, of, of being there, you know, working with those kids and seeing those kids and, and not allowing them to cut up and, and helping that teacher out is, 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 is a plus, you know. And if you do this Monday, it's only five days, Monday through Friday. You know, you know how many kids you have in the class, and everybody has a father. If everybody doesn't have a father, I'll be a father to them. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? But what, what we're trying to inflict is this is how you help out that teacher. This is how you, you, you teach kids to 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 the way they're supposed to go from the ground up, how things are supposed to run. You know what I mean? And then they they, they stop getting away with little things. They stop doing little things because of fear, not because you're beating them down, but because you're, you're, you're demanding a respect that they're probably not getting at home, that they're, not, they're probably not seeing because their parents may be scared of a reprisal from the law or whatever the case may be. Not to say that we're big and bad and we're above the law. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do things within the law, but at the same time, we're going to be parents. You know, we're going to be stern. We're going to tighten up. We ain't going to be all, all of that, that bye-bye, shoo-shoo stuff. Ain't none of that. You're here to learn. Your parents didn't see you. You're here to cut up. This is what you're here to do. Do you need me to get your mama on the phone or your daddy on the phone? 
You know what I mean? And when you talk to them like that, they understand the directness. They understand. But if you play with a puppy, a puppy going to lick you in the mouth. That's the way it is. You know, there's time out for trying to, trying to be friends to our children. You can't be a friend and a parent. You have to be one or the other. And if you choose friendship, you just lost that child because it's going to get its direction from somewhere else. You know? Yeah, and I think that's your, where... But what school does your... Uh, and for those of you, I know we have a we have just a lot of people from the, from the Atlanta area who have more listeners from Atlanta and Georgia than, than I do here. So... What area, and if someone, uh, I think, first of all, I just want to tell you, that is, that is a wonderful idea as I sit here and listen to you talk. I mean, I'm, I'm playing a movie uh, <laughs> in my mind of where this can go. I mean, especially with that Friday, if you can have as many males, I think that's a great place to start. I think that is part of that foundation, that young boys right. and young females, there's something about man's feet, either to a male or a female, there's just something about it. Um, something happens. And so if you could get that started at school and maybe even get the young boys started to wearing those shirts as well, um, but, you know, but, hey, we're tightening up. We're going to be that brother. We're going to be that son. We're going to be that father. Right. We're going to be that man. We're, gonna, we're tightening up and we're starting now. If you could start to put that right. in the heads of young men today, now at this age, I mean, so for those of you who are in the Atlanta area, if you know, reach out to Bo, connect with him, and maybe you can talk with him, and then you get a man to start it at his son's school, and y'all connect and keep it going. But we have to start. That's what I mean. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's what we want to hear. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, Tammy, not to cut you off, um, I think that it, it's a plus. You know, and, you know, and most people they don't they don't have Fridays off. They usually have Saturdays off. So the man, the 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 one dude that works on a Friday, what we what we men have been talking about, the one guy that works on a Friday, um, <clears throat> or has off a Friday, or whatever the case may be, um, for that day if he if he's off, um, we'll all come out of our pockets with ten bucks, you know what I mean, and or twenty bucks, and give that to him as his compensation. For just you know working on his uh, on his day off or whatever the case may be, you know that's why we call it Father's Day Friday. And and with it being Father's Day Friday, it rotates, so everybody will get a chance to get a a paycheck from us on Friday. It won't be just like you know what I mean. You understand what I'm saying? We're we're doing it not just for the for ourselves, but we're doing it for the kids. And then the people that are doing it, we're going to get them to enjoying what they're doing because there's something about enjoying what you're doing. You know, you can go to you can go to school or college and get a degree in let's say psychology, but you love cooking. You'll you'll do psychology for a little while, but that ain't where your heart is. So it's not going to last. Pretty soon you're going to come over to the to, to cooking because that's where your heart is. So if we put get people motivated and get them in it, then then they're going to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to want to do it. And it's the same way about kids. If you make it make it fun, make learning fun. Make what you're doing fun. Make listening fun. Make make uh, uh, being respectful a fun thing. Then kids will adapt to that and they'll stop the negativity and be positive. But you got to start. You can't raise a, a grown person. You got to start at the bottom. You know, and that's what's been on my heart. That's what every time my son teacher called me, I'm at the schoolhouse. Trust me, 
if I'm in class, teaching class at my psychology program, I'm out of it. And look, I got to go to the school. Okay, good. We know you're going to do what you got to do. Yeah, I've got that. See what I'm saying? If I have to lose my job or if I have to lose my whatever, it's lost. Because my child means more to me than anything in, in this world except for God. So if my child is having a problem, I'm going to see about that. You know what I mean? Because I don't want my child to be a problem, and I don't want him to 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 to, to get into no trouble about this and the other. Because I'd have been there and done that. There's no answer in that. So I don't want him to go that way. So I'm I'm there on every, on every point. You know, I get involved in it with, with my kid. I know what he's doing. I talk to his teacher. I call his teacher. His teacher calls me. So I mean, you have to get active. If you don't care, ain't nobody else gonna care. You know. You know, and, I, and I, another thing that I want to say, you know, about the the thing that's happening in in Baltimore, uh, Tammy, um, I, I certainly don't, you know, uh, I certainly don't uh, enforce the fact of violence, you know, but you know, Martin Luther King, God rest his soul, beautiful man, did a bunch for us, was nonviolent. A lot of people suffered behind that nonviolent stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, and we can go on and on and on about the people who, who marched and did this and that and the other, and they were nonviolent. You know, people have been being nonviolent up until this point, and nothing has been happening but the murders of innocent kids, man, without weapons. They've been gunned down and, 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 and just done dirty, just families not even cared for. And people talking about this, this man down here in, in Mississippi, he did eight years in prison for something that he did, a murder that he committed, he got out. If he was going to murder himself, he would have did it while he was in jail. He wouldn't have did eight years and then got out on the street. But he disappeared for four or five days, and then they found him hanging in a tree a mile from his house by a sheet. And you know what they said? It was suicide. Why would he hang himself from a sheet up in a tree after he done did eight years in prison? Come on, man. Ain't no suicide. They know this. But it's things like that that has people angry. It's things like that when, you know, you get smacked in the face. I mean, I mean, how long do we get smacked in the face? We keep allowing it to happen before something happens, you know? Do 15 or 20 or 30 or 40 of us got to get killed and before they sacrifice one lamb? Them ratios ain't good. Them odds you know, there Bo, is showing up not good. Hey, hey Bo, I you totally know what I'm saying? Understand that, but when you when I look when I when I look back and think about Martin Luther King and his walk and the way he did it, we certainly progress. In my opinion, we progress much more. It just seems that the people have have forgotten about that progression. It's like Rodney says. I love what he said. All the things that it seemed our people fought for, and I, when I say our people, the people who came through those times that I would see today as unbearable. I would not make it. I would be killed. I would die. I would not make it. But these people fought through hell and high water, and they came through, and they did it with dignity. And so my point is we've forgotten about the fight, the struggle, how they did, what they did, and what came because of that. Why do you focus so well in the things that the reading we had, we, we had people fought to read, almost lost lost their lives to be able to read. But now we have parents who won't encourage, won't even buy a book. But as soon as 
And I'm not saying every black parent. I'm certainly not saying that. But I'm telling you the majority of the people that I see will go and put extensions in their hair before they buy a book. And those are, those, that's what we need to start addressing. I'm not saying the white man, and I know that's not what you're saying. I'm not saying because, yeah, the killings need to definitely stop. It definitely needs to stop. We need to address that. But there's many more things that we got to start addressing that, that says to our children, you do matter to us. You do matter to us. I want the best for you. If you want to be a mechanic, I'm going to make sure you're the best. If you want to cut hair, I'm going to make sure you cut hair the best. If you want to be a, a chef, I'm going to make sure you're the best. It's like we're feeding them this false hope, but we've got to get back to the basic, number one, which is God. we got to put that fear back into those kids of, of having, so they have that respect. we got to lay that foundation. we got to be the woman that we're supposed to be. we got to be the men that we're supposed to be. we got to do what you're doing, Father's Day Friday. And, 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 I, and again, so much happens and has happened. My point, that's what I meant. April, April alone, do you know how many young black men were killed? Yes, yes. I mean, and yes, so I, I'm angry too. Like I said, I have a young black man, son, who I fear, who I had to tell in high school, who I worried while he was out, who has had those encounters, who have been stopped. Whose car are you driving? They stop him because he's doing something wrong, just because he has a nice car. No rims, nothing special. So I get that, and I'm angry as hell myself every day. But I, My question to you, Tammy, is what do we do? What, my question to you, excuse me for cutting you off, what do we do? What do what they do, Tammy, when you've, when you've been when, – when you've been quiet, when you've taken it, and you've and you and you're you're unarmed and you're doing nothing, what do you do to keep these people from 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 treating you like common trash or just an animal on the street, gunning you down, you know, coming in your house in the wrong house, might I add, with no search warrant, and because the lady holds up a gun, they kill her and she's eighty something years old, but they're in the wrong house. You know what do you this, do? And then no, nothing happens behind that. This is this is nothing happens. We just march and we tear stuff down. We we burn it and then nothing happens. We're not addressing the issue. The issue is not in that neighborhood. The issue is probably not even the cops that are there before them. We have to demand. When I say we have to learn and be willing to shut it down, because we're not willing to pay the cost. We're not willing to say, you know what, like I said, I'm going to turn my cable off. I bet you if we said today, everybody on this phone and listening, we're going to start hitting this city and this state and this government in their pockets. We're not going to buy anything. We're going to shut it down. You will get them. You will get somewhere. Tearing up your own city, your own neighborhood, you think they care? You're giving them overtime? Because they gotta be, they gotta work around the shift. You think they care? You think because they're the ones that's killing it. And we have some great cops. I'm not, I'm not saying every cop is bad. And we have some people that need to go to jail at the same time. We have some people that start oh, their own signs and looking for someone else to put them out. So I, I, I see those issues. But what I'm saying, we have, we, we first gotta deal with home. We first gotta show our kids. Yeah, you matter to me, and I'm going to raise you white. And, I, and, again, 
not everybody that's raised right is not is is well that doesn't mean you won't will not encounter a bad police officer. But we need to be just as concerned about a black police officer who confronts a black child or a white child in any way other than how he should be. And once we get that because I don't serve a God who separates. And I don't want to get in that mindset. It takes it takes all I have not to not to say, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get just as angry. So we have to find another way. I I, I just don't condone the way and the method that they're using to do this. And and it seems to me again that it only happens when the media gets a hold of it. Because if not all the lives that have been lost in April, we should have been fighting. If that was the case, we should have never stopped fighting. We should have a job assignment every day. And that's what burns me up about it. Rodney, I'm sorry. I know you were trying to get in and say something. <laughs> no, you're fine. Here's what I'm going to say. And I've said this before. We were a much different people before we got rights. We we only wanted to learn how to read and write because somebody said you're not allowed to. And so we broke our necks. And I'm not talking about us who live in the day because those of us living in the day, we, we are just ignorant. We're ignorant. We use slavery more than slaves use slavery. We use segregation more than the people who were segregated against. The stuff that we see now in 2015 is nothing compared to what our ancestors went through in 1815 or in 1715. Nothing compared to it. Yet we walk around and we're mad about something. What you mad for? You're mad because you can actually go to college. You're mad because you can get a scholarship when a white person can't get the same opportunity. That's what you're mad about? You're mad because you're allowed to vote now? You're you're mad because you can have a relationship with a white woman and nobody's going to chop your head off? You're mad about that? We need to stop this foolishness. We need to stop it. Because until we stop committing these crimes, period, until we stop selling each other drugs, until we stop robbing each other, until we stop shooting each other, we we are never going to have an argument. We're never going to have one. Because how because how are we going to stand up and and, and say anything when a white person kills a black person today? It might not happen again for a few months, but thousands of black men are dying at the hands of black men every single day. No, it doesn't give white people a right to kill black people. But we need to look at ourselves. We need to stop with this nonsense. I'm just as frustrated as anybody else 
I'm tired of seeing these young black men dying at the hands of these white officers. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm not about to go and burn down no city. And, and and here's what I was about to say a few minutes ago. Let someone, and I pray it does not happen, but let someone harm me right here in Manassas, Virginia, where I live. You want to talk about an uproar? Oh, there would be an uproar. But most of the people would be white because it's mostly white people here, mostly white people that I'm affiliated with because that's just the way that it is here in Manassas, Virginia, if you've never been here. These white people would go crazy. They wouldn't burn the city down. But you better believe their voices would be heard. (laughs) But they wouldn't do that for any reason other than this is our friend. This is one of our, our, our better educators in the city. They have nothing but positive things to say. No, it doesn't mean that I've done everything right. I've done stupid things since I've been here. But they, I've made mistakes like everybody else. But they would say, that's our guy. They would say, the kids love him. They would say, he shows up to work every day. They would say, he doesn't bother anybody. They would say, he's nice to everybody. And those are the types of things that we have to work towards. Because as long as they can pull up our track record and it's nothing but burglaries and robberies and murders, we're going to keep losing this fight. I said it at the beginning of the show. We started out on the short end of the stick. It's just like playing football. Everybody gets a first and ten. But if you get if the quarterback gets sacked on the first play, you now got second and seventeen. So when you only had ten yards to go on first half, now you got to make up seventeen yards. That's what we started off in this country. We are the only group of people who were brought over here over here against our will. We're not even illegal immigrants. I don't even know what kind of immigrants stolen immigrants. I don't know, trade for I don't know. Traded immigrant. So we started out with the short end of the state. But the way that we're handling things, it's not making it any better. We're steady making music disrespecting black women, but yet we get mad because somebody disrespects black women. We get mad every time a white person calls us the N-word, but we call each other the N-word every single day. I get that white people do stupid stuff, too. Yes, they burned down Kentucky when Kentucky lost in the Final Four. Yes, they did. And it wasn't any better than Baltimore or Ferguson. But just like my mother used to tell me, I don't care what everybody else is doing. I care about what you're doing. That's what my mother used to tell me. She knew that I that, that I hung out with a whole bunch of knuckleheads. 
But when I walked in that house and I said, well, so-and-so did it too. And he, Pow! She didn't want to hear about what everybody else is doing. What are you doing? And that's what we have to start saying. What are you doing? Bo is contributing to the solution. Rodney is contributing to the solution. But we have, but for every Rodney and Bo, there's about 100 black men that are contributing to the problem. So we lose it. We lose it. I have a question for both of you, Bo and, and, and Rodney. Um, we talk about the media, and, and you mentioned the Kentucky, and I've mentioned how many black men have been killed just the month of April. How many of those, well, I can answer that probably, not many of those have made the national news in such a way. So, you know, just like, and I'm sure there's plenty more that we don't know about. So not all of them make it, um, but we know about it. We hear about it eventually. And, again, why do you feel that nothing is really done about it or we don't riot or we don't get angry and upset enough to riot until it makes national news in spite of us knowing? What do you, what do you think that is about? This is Rodney. Go ahead, Bo. Go ahead, Bo. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Bobby. I can answer that question. Um, it has something to do with, with, with like I said again, fear. Um, and it started back a long time ago, you know what I'm saying, when um, everybody started, <clears throat> well, when people started painting that picture of Jesus, a white man, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know what I mean? And um, and it was it was to, to make us sit, think that that was God, that was that was Jesus, that was our God. You know what I mean? And put that image in our mind so that we would respect the white man as God. You know what I mean? So so that being said, when things happen and it's done with the with the white man, we tend to overlook it because they kinda like seem like they, they hold the key to the cards, to our future, to to our jobs. It's like a lot of the police officers which you were talking about, there's a lot of black police officers on the force with these same white guys who've done these types of things. But they haven't said anything. Why? Because their job's scared. Because if they say something, then they may lose their job and their livelihood for their family. So they're afraid. So they're not going to stand up. So because they look at the, the white man as 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 their, their god, you know. And that's why that's why they painted all those pictures white, you know. And I, I dude asked me one time, says, "Yeah, that is God." I said, "No, that ain't God. That ain't what the Bible tells me he looks like." He says, "But why is he white?" I said, "Because the white man painted the picture." You know, and that's and that's that's the only thing I can give them because that that's to me that what it, that's what made sense. But when you look at it that way, then people are turned the cheek because they're scared of what's going to happen or not going to happen. Ain't nothing been happening all this time when this happened and that happened, and so they feel like you know, hey, I'm just going to overlook it, you know. But then when you get somebody that's saying, look at this, what happened, man, it's wrong, man, I'm tired of this, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, you know why? I mean, how much are we going to keep taking? How much you know, you put pressure on the pipe pretty soon it's gonna bust. You just can't keep adding pressure. There's gotta be a release valve somewhere. Just like the boy right down here in West Palm Beach. This happened back in twenty thirteen. They just got a dash cam of it recently, about two, three days ago, 
where the black boy with dreads was riding his bicycle away from the police, and the police was behind him, talking about he he looked he was a drug dealer or something. But the boy jumped off his bike and started walking toward the police. And when the police pulled the gun, he started to run. The police shot him in the back five times. You know, and then they justified it in Palm Beach, saying that it was justified because the officer thought he was going for a weapon, but he didn't have a weapon. And this just happened. This this happened in 2013, but we're just hearing about it now because the dash cam somehow came to came to life. You know what I mean? But this guy didn't get charged with nothing in Palm Beach. You see, you know, and I'm not saying that every police officer is bad because you have some good ones out there. You know what I mean? Heck, I'm, I'm heck. I'm sometimes I'm glad. That, that, that there's a police officer because certain, certain things happening, you know what I mean. The only way you can get that that maintain that re, that that respect right then at that point is an officer. You know what I mean because they respect the badge. But then you got a lot of them that have taken off the sheets, the pillowcases, and exchanged them for badges, and they have the law backing them up because it's a new it's a new world order. It's a new it's a new it's something that's new. You can't do things the old way no more because they know we KKK if we wear these sheets, these pillowcases. So we put on this badge and we're going to disguise it. We're going to dress this thing up and we become the new world order. And it's the same thing because the same but, things are happening. But, Bo, I have to go back and say, okay, when these things happen, and I, and I get it, because they, they are happening and they're happening every day. We have a lot of things that we need to address that are happening every day. But why 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 then is it does it go back to fear when you tear up when you just tear up your own city because because I would rather this and i I could possibly understand this a, a bit better if 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 we see clearly like what you just said came out and there's many more stories that have have come to light in that way then this 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 system that says this was a just shooting or just killing, then whomever that police officer is, he should never get another night's rest of sleep. I mean, he should be in such fear, and I'm saying this, and I mean it straight from the heart. He should be in such, and exactly. I mean certainly clear, because if you, how do you shoot someone, not armed, who is running away from you, and there's many more of these cases, he should not sleep another night. He should turn himself in because he, he should say, I'm already dead because I can't even sleep. I'm in such fear. I'm not saying, do we go kill him? I'm not telling you to do that. But I, I think his, he should think that his life is in such fear because you, you've gotten a free pass. We, 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 we are too kind as so-called Christians. We don't want to deal with issues. We want, don't want to front issues. In the, in, and I'm saying in the right way. We're not speaking up. We're not standing up. And until you are willing to die for what you believe in, that is the difference between who we have today, the people we have today, and MLK. Although he said no, no violence, he was willing to go steal. And I'm going to come. Um, they knew he was coming. They knew he was going to get some stuff done. And he did. But he was willing to die for what he believed in. He was willing to die for the wrong that he was seeing amongst people, all people. And until we understand, until white people start speaking up, until black people start speaking up for injustice, none of us, none of us are safe. 
none of us will be safe. Our children will not be safe. Because if you really look at it, we talk about the sagging, we talk about the music. I pull up or pull up on side of just as many white kids who are bumping that same music, who are who get out sagging. We are wrestling with spiritual warfare. We are so becoming so separated as people, as family, as husband and wives, as mothers and fathers to our children. Everything is pulling us apart. And we cannot fight. We cannot fight the ruler of darkness apart, separated, one against others. Right. We, we need to right. feel the same way, and that's what I mean. We need to feel the same way when a black cop kills a black man unjustly. We need to feel the same way when a white cop kills a white child, because that has happened as well. I saw where a white cop shot this little young white kid down. I want to fight for that same. I want to fight for that kid too. But you know why? Because he's a kid. He's God's child. I want my black brothers and sisters to get it together. I can't. I can't talk. Yeah, there's there's some white people that need to get it together too. I can't speak for that. I want them to get it together too. But I deal with more people who look like me. I, I see more children who look like me whose parents won't even bring them to a meeting. You have to pick them up and drop them off. But when you go back, guess what? Parents walking out the door to go to the club. Over and over and over again, we get pissed off because they 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 put a white dog with a book in Target, same black dog but no book. And then you get mad when a black tell, person tells you, "Well, buy some books and read them to your child." Not saying every black parent does not read, but these are issues that we need to deal with. These are issues. When I go to the PTA and PTO, and I go now, and I don't have children just to see what's going on because I do know these kids around here. Let me tell you who I mostly see. If you just, like I say, let's get real with issues. I see mostly white people. I can't blame white people for that. And if we know the issue, if we know the problem, if we know the media is setting us up, if we know government is setting it up, then why can't we beat it? Because my ancestors did And like Rodney said, when we had less, we were more. We had more internally. We cared for one another more. And there's a, and I don't know if I'm going to say this quite right, there's a, a quote somewhere that says to, to, to make a contentious slave or somehow to make them think free, give them a little bit. Give them a little freedom. Because now all I've made it. I don't have to do anything else. I got a little of this, a little of that. I have freedom to this whether I want to do it or not. And so I want us to start as a people addressing things internally that says to our children, this is your foundation. This is who you are. I expect this of you because you are important. You can do this. This is where we come from. Black history is not taught in our schools but once a month, probably one day out of that month. Yet we won't teach our we we not fall for that. These kids don't know where they come from. They just keep hearing you were bought over here, you come from slavery, you are nothing, you're gonna be nothing. We ought to be we gotta be teaching history. We gotta be telling them where they come from, who they are, who they can be, because of what's be what's behind you. 
So, what, what Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> this is Rodney. I I'm going to jump back in. Hours, Rodney. Uh-huh. <laughs> We said we weren't gonna do a two-hour show tonight. Do you see what time it is? <laughs> I ain't, look. I ain't been on two hours. I've been chilling. <laughs> okay. I've been chilling about just these cold French fries. But anyway, <laughs> but, but Tammy, here's something else, and I don't know if you knew this. Because of these protests in Baltimore, guess what? Guess what they had to do, Tammy. And, and, and don't get too, don't, don't get too upset because I know this is gonna make you mad. But guess what they had to do, Tammy? What's that? They had to they had to cancel school tomorrow. Not because it's snowing. What? Not because there's a tornado or hurricane coming, but because of these protests, they had to cancel school tomorrow. This is what I'm talking about. These things are not well thought out. You going in and burning down the city, guess who you are hurting? You're hurting the taxpayers. You're hurting the kids, which just makes me mad. And you're hurting the hardworking parents. And some of those hardworking parents and some of those kids that you're hurting, guess who they are? Black people. That's who you're hurting. We didn't accomplish nothing burning down Ferguson and looting. We're not accomplishing anything in Baltimore. You want you you want to you, you want to make somebody mad? You you want to make white people feel your pain? Stop buying their joints. That's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt some white pockets right there. Stop buying joints. These white police officers that we so upset with, guess what? You paying for their summer vacation with all this overtime that they're getting. Exactly. But you, but you think you're doing something. You ain't hurting nobody. You ain't hurting nobody, but but yourself, and the and the black people who are trying to make it. That's who you hurt. That's who you. Now these kids. Now these kids can't go to school tomorrow because their city is a mess. And they can't so go outside. Big, and they, they can't, can't even go outside. So that's a day. So that's that's an eight-hour day of instruction that they losing. But we but 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 we mad. Now I'm mad because a group of kids can't go to school. Now I'm mad. Can I say something? Go ahead, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. <clears throat> hit, the, hit the nail with the hammer when she was talking about unifying. We have no unity, period, point blank. We unify in negative things. We don't unify in positive things. And that's the difference. If it's come on, let's get together and do something wrong, we all down for that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying all of us, but most of us, the majority. You know, the ones, <clears throat> the ones that 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 don't know Christ. You know what I mean? They ain't ain't Christ like. You know what I mean? That don't forgive and 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 and, and you know and and pray about things. You know, we'll be ready to go and, and tear it up. Let's go do it. 
we unify in negativity, but we won't unify in positivity. You know, that's 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 the big thing. If we could unify in positive and do like Tammy said, you know, stop stop spending our money with them. Start 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 spending our money in our own black communities. You know, conglomerate. Get some of these these dudes out here who got millions and millions of dollars that play basketball, football, this that, and the other to open up a mall, a black mall. If we shop in our own mall. Get them to open up restaurants and and gas stations and stuff, and we start spending money with our own kind, and that money circulated. That's how you hurt them. That's how you break them down. You unify. Every race of people can unify except for us. I look at the Mexicans, how they live 18 in the house. Bro, but why? Why? Huh? Why do you think? Why? Because somebody's scared somebody's going to have more than somebody else. Somebody's scared somebody's going to get more than somebody else. You know, and it's ridiculous. We all have nothing. We're all striving for the next whatever it is that God has for us. But you have to be in Christ Jesus to know that. Because when, you, when you're being led by Satan, you're blind. He ain't going to allow you to see nothing but what it is he thinks you want. He's not going to let you see the truth because he's deceitful all by himself. He don't need no help. He's the father of lies, ruler of darkness. If you're in darkness, you can't see no light. So, therefore, you ain't going to never figure it out. You're going to just keep being the same person that you are. Jealousy, envious, strive, that's, that's what you're going to be. We can't so unify because a lot of people. Well, could that huh? be the reason? Could that? So, so now you're taking it to another level because it, with with what I hear you saying, then then the bondage, the level of bondage, the envy, and all this stuff that comes from a, that comes from another place. That comes from an, an eternal um, bondage. And I understand, I get that, but does that mean that we're not thinking? And I don't, I don't want to make this get this off on the spiritual level because I could go a whole another route with with even what you said about, you know, the Jesus and the color. Um, just quickly, and I'll get off of that. Sometimes we can spend so much. If I if I sat around trying to figure out is Jesus named Jesus, or if his his color is this, his hair is this, then I would really lose what God is and has been to me, the the fact that God gave his son. I would lose all of that instead of not what he looks like, what he's called, just that he answers and he's in my life and he's shown himself. And when, when you get to that point and if you're seeking God, his word says it, those, those who diligently seek me, Okay. So are we diligently seeking God or are we diligently seeking ourselves? Because I know for a fact you cannot seek God and things does not and things don't change. You don't right. you don't that envy falls off of you. You have to straighten up. You can't serve two masters. The Bible says it. You cannot. You cannot. You either love one and, and despise the other or vice versa. You cannot. So and I'll say this because you bring me to this point as well. When I when I people who look like me are less likely to help me. And I'm keeping it real. And see, this until we address issues within ourselves and our community, we cannot expect much more from the white man. It's mm-hmm. like at the at the domestic violence conference, 
a, a young man got up and said, because somebody was somebody was abusing his mom. Well, he was also abusing the woman he was with. So now he steps to his mom because he wants to get on this guy for being his mom. And his mom, who's being abused, says, how can you say anything to him when you're beating your woman? That's powerful. Wow. When you're beating your woman. So how can you come get on this man for beating your mama when your mama watch you beat your woman? So until we start to just get real with ourselves and say, my sister won't help me because I'm just another black sister who she looks at now because I want a little more than that she thinks I do. I want a little more or she thinks I have a little more that now I'm I'm getting that. And now the, 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 the other one looks at me and tries to help all he or she can. See, we got to deal with that internally. We can no longer keep putting that on slavery, especially my age and younger, because we have a lot of freedom. Like Rodney said, we, ha- we can go to school. As a single parent, you can go to school. You can get daycare. And grandparents, you need to maybe stay at home a little bit and help out. Keep the babies. If that's what's going to help them, then, then then give a little. Know that parent is behind grand. You're a mother. You're a grandmother. You're a great-grandmother. Father's the same. It doesn't change on the opposite side. And we have a responsibility with that. So we want to go to church. We want to seek God. We want to claim that we are God's chosen people. We want to claim that we serve more and seek God more than anybody. Well, my people, if we are, then there are one or two things. Either we are lying or God's word is lying. And I'm going to tell you, you already know, it ain't God's word. We want to we touch the water. God says go in it. We're going to just go up to the lake, and I'm going to touch it. I'm not getting in it. But I expect, I expect your word to come forth in my life. So we gotta, we got to first realize what we're saying about black lives. To ourselves, because until until we are worried about a black man killing a black man at a much greater rate than these white cops are, then we are hypocrites. In my opinion, we are hypocrites. Until we worry about the way that these children are acting, and I don't want to hear whether white kids are doing it too. I don't have a white kid. I got a black one. I don't have a kid anymore. The ones I deal with. And so until we are really worried about that and to look them in the face and say, this stuff is going to stop today, like with what you're doing, Tighten Up Ministry, just the fact that those kids know that a man is coming out on Friday. We've got to be able to face the real issues here. And we got to go inward deep to do that. I'm going to shut up. This is this has been another one of those. um, I know we said that we would be off uh, 35 minutes ago, but it's just been another one of those thought-provoking, controversial topics that always brings out good information, always brings out fresh perspectives, and it's one that that's not popular. Um, but at the same time is necessary. And so it's interesting that if you look on social media, 
this is all that people are talking about. However, people know that we're talking about it, but too afraid to call in, too afraid to to be anonymous. But see, that's part of the the problem. And, and I could care less if they call into our show or any other show. However, we have a lot of talkers in our society. We don't have a lot of doers. We have a lot of people who want to be seen. Some of them are in Baltimore right now. We have a lot of people who want to be bandwagoners. Some of them in Baltimore right now. We have a lot of people that are just looking for a reason to do something silly. Because it's because every time we're presented with an opportunity, we don't always take it. We don't always take it. 38% of our high school seniors across the country are reading below, are reading on grade level, 38%. That means 62% of our high school seniors across this country can't read. We'll shut down highways, roads, buildings, cities. We'll shut places down behind something like this. Hey, Rodney, you guys, real quick, I want to know if you guys know this. 37 37 minutes ago, Baltimore is on fire, massive fire. Yeah, it's burning down. Yeah, that, I, I don't condone that at all. I don't condone that at all. That 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 city's in bad shape. But here, but here, here's the only thing I was getting ready to say, Tammy. Sixty-two percent of our of our seniors, I could tell you the numbers are greater than that for 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 non-seniors. Most of our kids in in the United States can't read. They're they're illiterate. Why are we laying on? I-95, I-40, I-64, I-75, and I don't know these other interstates that are are represented on on this call tonight. But why aren't we laying on these highways with books in our hands? Why are we doing that? But we'll shut a city down. For murder, and I'm not saying that people's anger is wrong, because I don't think it is. Because I'm angry, I'm angry, but I'm not about to go and burn down a city. I can answer that for you, right? And I feel so sorry for the people in Baltimore. I do. I'm not talking about the people burning it down. But I'm talking about the hardworking people. I'm talking about the people who have been in Baltimore struggling and just never knew how. I'm not going to say they couldn't do any better, but they just never knew how to do any better. I'm talking about the elderly who can't leave. They're burning down drugstores. How are these seniors and these sick people with these chronic diseases that they can't control, how are these people supposed to get their medicine? Suppose they can't get to the to the one that's in Columbia, Maryland, which might be the closest one since they're burning down everything in Baltimore. 
Suppose they can't get there. We don't think about these things. That city is going to probably be next to nothing by the time they get finished. Even after the family says, don't do it. The family even said don't do it. But we're going to do it anyway because we got something to prove. We're gonna hurt our we're gonna hurt ourselves and hurt and hurt our own people. <clears throat> because usually, usually, the people who work in an area, they don't live there. So who are you mad at? Who are you hurting? Those men that go in and those women that go in and protect Baltimore, I guarantee you at least half of them don't live in Baltimore. They don't live there. Burn it down all you want to. They don't care. Ronnie, can I say something real quick? Absolutely. I just wanted to say, um, and you know, I, you know, Tammy, I, I like to, I like to refer to my word. You know what I mean? Because I am a, a spiritual person. I always like to say uh, what the Bible says. And the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and wicked high places. So, therefore, if you ain't got no God in you, you got spirits in you. You already know what it is. You got spirits in you. Now, Paul said that every time he went to do good, evil was always present, meaning that evil ain't going nowhere. It's always going to be here. You have to have Christ in your life to be able to control that evil that lives inside of you. And if you ain't got no Christ in your life to control it, you're gonna get you, evil gonna take you out of hand. Evil gonna make you do things that you didn't even think you were capable of doing, because it's a spirit. You see, and and it's real. So the people that are out there doing these things are following an evil spirit. That's what they're doing. They're following an evil spirit. Because if they had any godliness in them, God wouldn't allow them to partake in something like that. They would be thinking like we're thinking right now on this phone. But when evil is present and it has uh, has done took over, took control of your mentality and, and, and your spirit, man, you're going to do what evil tells you to do. Because evil is trying to shift you up like weed anyway. He's he trying to get you destroyed. It's only three things he want to do. He'll steal and destroy those three things. That's what he's using you for. You're his tool. You're his vessel. So he's using you to accomplish, to burn down this, to burn down that, to not think about the people right now you're talking about that may need their medication that can't get to the drugstore because of this. Evil don't care about that. Mm-hmm. You see? So that's what it is. It's, it's not the person. It's not the person themselves. It's the spirit inside of them. It's the demonic Spirits that dwell inside that unclean temple. I call a spade a spade. It is what it is, because the Bible tells me that 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 evil spirits exist, and that if you ain't on one side of the fence, you're on the other. There ain't no lukewarm, ain't no hot cold, ain't none of that. You're just gonna be either either or. You you Christian, love God, and you be worshiping God, and you be used by God, or you love Satan, and you're gonna be used by Satan. 
But, so what's you know, happening now is Satan. Uh-huh, go ahead. Well, I, I, that's my favorite verse. I actually have it, one of my favorite, pulled up. You're so right. But here, even when you think about it on that level, there's such a separation. Even the people who are listening today, tonight, who will listen to the archive show, the word, that same word tells us that and even in the, in the, in the verse in Ephesians 12, um, about we wrestle against the rulers of the darkness. Okay, so the rulers, that means, like you said, if you're in that darkness, you, you've lost already. And so yep. what, what defeats or what kills that, what gets you out of that is number, number one, and we could just stop it right there, the reading of that word, your word becomes that sword. And not until recently, and I've read my Bible many times, I saw where if you take that S off of that sword, it is word, the word of God. Okay, we don't even, and knowing that, how many of us right here listening tonight can say that you spend time in your word? Probably many, many of us will say no, and I'm going to tell you one reason they'll say. you got people, there's such spiritual warfare going, so people are finding a way to keep us from reading God's word. Like, we come up with reasons why we shouldn't read it, what we should read. And I say, if God said, if you believe that God said read his word, you read it and let him give you that discernment because I'm here to tell you, you can read the same chapter this year and read the chapter again, but because of your growth, because of your spiritual discernment, because of you having that faith, and faith just doesn't mean believing there is a God. Faith is more about trusting God and being obedient to what you know his word says. And that's what I meant by God tells you to get in the water, but you said, well, I'm just going to walk up to the lake. I'm going to walk up to the water, but I'm not going to get in. But that's not what he told you to do. And so, see, we want to serve two masters, ourselves and God. And you cannot. You cannot. Your life does not remain your own when you start to serve and see God. Your life is not yours. We cannot have it we cannot have it both ways, people. So you're right, but what you see in these people who are able to do this and sleep at night, just like the kids who are able to do it and come home and face you, you made me think about how many of us, I can tell you that I did today. I got on my knees and I prayed for what's going on in Baltimore. I prayed for my people, not just black people, because this is going to affect all of us. And if we don't realize that this is not a black thing or a white thing, if we don't stop trying to separate each other, if we don't realize that, this world, hell is going to be on earth. Hell will be when you walk out your door. Hell will be when you walk in your door. Hell will be when you get in your car to go to the grocery store to take your kids to school. Look what's happening in our schools today. We are inviting hell. We're giving hell a foundation. We're planting hell in the ground and watering it every day. 
Yes, we're busting down churches. We're claiming hallelujah. We're claiming righteousness. What I see is not what righteousness looks like. These are the things I'm saying that we have to be honest with ourselves about and start addressing. If we don't, we're going to continue to get exactly what we're getting. Because if it's a spirit in that officer that's killing our black men, guess what? We got to attack that spirit, not that man. The Bible also tells you that spirits will leech onto people, watch onto people, and they don't even know. But because we're not reading God's word, we're not praying, and we certainly don't have the faith because we're not being obedient. If we believe God to be who he is and what his word says, if we believe that to be true, we would have no problem seeking the kingdom and the righteousness. We would have no problem if we truly believe and have that faith. But we think faith is just about, oh, there is a God. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, God, I'm going to do what you said today, but tomorrow, tonight, I'm going to do what I want to do. But I expect your word to prevail in my life. No, people. The world, you're conforming to this world, is going to send you to hell. All I can say, Tim, is that we are in trouble. Because it's too much ignorance and not enough sense. Well, how can we help you with tighten up ministry? What 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 is the what need uh, is there? Um, I, <clears throat> I'm glad you asked me that question. Um, I just I just really need uh, to get the word out for young folks to either log on to the uh, the blog page, um, post some issues that they may be having. I can respond to them myself, you or Rodney. I can respond to them. And see if we can help some of these young folks out with some of these things that they may be going through. Um, the site is for teens, um, basically. But if you're an adult and you're having a problem, trust me, we don't discriminate. You know what I mean? We want to help any and everybody. That's what we're here for. The only way we can keep what we have is by giving it away. You know what I mean? We may not have an answer to every problem, but if you put all four of our heads together, be riding and 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 Tammy, along with yourself, we can come up with some solutions that may give you uh, a way out of that problem. And hopefully that problem doesn't occur again. You know, so I'm just asking for uh, it to be put out there that we are tightening up ministries and we're here to help teens or anybody that really needs help, whether it's drug abuse, whether it's uh, emotional abuse, whether you're thinking about suicide, whether uh, you're having physical abuse, um, if you're just not feeling good that day and you don't know what how you're feeling, you know, if you're having girl problems, you know what I mean, I will introduce you to Tammy and she'll talk to you. If you're having issues with your schooling, you know, you're afraid to come forward because you think that you're going to be laughed at or picked at because you don't know this and know that, I'll introduce you to Rodney. He's an excellent school teacher, you know what I mean? And 
help you in that area. If you have a problem with, with drugs or uh, you just can't seem to keep your hand off of people's stuff when you're in Walmart, you know what I mean? you got an issue with kleptoism. You know, you can talk to me about those things, you know what I mean? Because I've been there and done that. You know, so we have a conglomerate of of of, of pupils that are from Butterfly Evolution and from Titan Up Ministries that are willing to, to reach out to the young folks and help uh, them come to some kind of understanding, help them find themselves, you know, so that we can do away with the negativity and uh, attract positive attitudes uh, for change. Um, Bo, whatever, I mean, as you talk again, I just, I feel such, so strongly about what you're doing, and I, I just, I think it's a wonderful idea, whatever, and I know Rodney feels the same, if it's, I, I say go in, make it, put it all together, leave it to where the school has to do nothing. When they say, well, we need this, I already have this, it's right here in my folder. If I could type letters for you, if I could type parent consent forms, um, if you need some samples of that, if I could come down and go in the office with you to the principal, make it to where there's no reason once they get started, there's no reason for anybody to stop it because they will find a way. Because remember, we're wrestling with darkness. We're wrestling with people who have spirits upon them. And this is above your head, people. I'm sorry, but... You guys got to take note of what's going on. People cannot be this evil, seriously, on their own, seriously, because if they are, then we might as well set the entire world on fire now and just let it be over now. So I want to help in any way I can. I have, I'm going to maybe announce something that I'm working on, and God, God took it from my heart many, many, many years ago. I shared it with some people, um, I've been sharing it a lot more here lately, but it's time. And don't let this blow your mind, but people, I am going to need one million people. When I say go, and you're not, you're not going to have to, don't think that this is something you got to leave your home to do. You don't have to sell anything. You don't have to give me $100. You don't have, you don't have to do, it's going to be so simple. But I don't want to move on this. And some people, when I say one million people, they look at me as if I'm crazy to think that I could get one million people. Well, I guess I'm crazy because I really think I can get one million people. And so I'm going to say this tonight. For those of you who spent two hours with us, with our crazy selves who come here every Monday, Rodney and I are dead tired. Rodney works, teaches, deals with those children. He's in school. People think when they hear you say, oh, it's a radio show, they get all bleary-eyed. They think, oh, wow, you must be somebody. I am dead tired tonight. I am mentally tired. I really, really am. This was the last thing I wanted to do. I had to pray before coming on here. God, don't let me lose my spark for this. Give me the words to say. I prayed for the airways and the byways. Those were my words. And so I say that to say, if you've if you tagged along with us tonight, my number is 
I'm going to say it again. 901-830-6088. If you didn't get it, go back and listen, fast forward. If you are one of those 1 million people, text me. Tell somebody else. I don't know what she's going to do, but she needs 1 million people. I don't care. Black, blue, brown, green, 77, 80, I don't care what. Tell them. Tell them to do the same thing. Text me and say, I'm in. This is my name. This is my number. I don't care who you give that number to, but it's time. Just like I said to you on this show earlier, that God has told some of us to do some stuff that we sit on because of this darkness, because of this spiritual warfare that we're dealing with. But I'm here to tell you, I serve a mighty God who's shown himself, as Romans 1, 28 says, chapter 1, who's shown himself, who's made it so clear, his power so clear to me that I have no reason, no room for doubt. None. None. So if you're in, if you want somebody else to be in, if you want to help change the lives of people, because I am, I do believe this, we have to meet people where they are, whatever that is, how ugly it looks. We have to meet them where they are and say, my brother, my sister, this is not where you have to remain. And if you want out, let me help you get out. You're not going to like me some days. You may not even want to see me some days. But if you tell me you're ready to get out, I'm going to be all up in your face. Mm-hmm. Until we are willing to do that and not judge people, because you sit here and you listen to my voice on these, on this Monday night show, y'all, I've never, this, is not, this is not the Tammy that I knew. I was a hot mess. And even when I was a hot mess, people thought I was the greatest thing walking. And I tell you today, if it was not if it was not for God and what He has done in me, you could not trust me. You would not want to trust me. And I say the same thing about the person in your life, starting with you. If God is not your first, then you know what. I cannot trust you. You cannot trust yourself. We have taken God out of everything. We allow people to take God out of school, and we wonder what's going on. We riot in for stuff, but we we are not rioting kids to be able to to pray. I saw an article where kids got in trouble because they made banners and put prayers on them, put verses on them. But you know what those same kids said? We're going to keep doing it. What are you going to do? Parents stood up for them and said, yeah, we're going to keep doing it. What are you going to do? So until we are willing to go against the grain, to give up some stuff that we want, that we're working for, crazy, Mothers, you're not willing to stay at home because you want to get out and work like a man and act like a man and be like a man and say you don't need a man. Women, 
until we come clean and get back to what God tells us to do, get back to knowing that kind of ministry is needed because men, men set that tone with those kids. I don't care how much we do for these children as mothers. You, their daddy walk in and they act like their dad carried them for nine months and had them. And all we can do is wonder, what is really going on? I carried you for nine months. Really? Mothers? I know. Been there. Done that. That's not, we can't, we can't argue with that though because God's word says, tells the men to love us as the weaker vessel because we are. But yet we're trying, we want to go fight like the man. We want to get up and do what the man does, but we want the man to treat us like a woman, like a mother. Get it together until we start dealing with the things like that and being clean and coming and being real with yourself and saying, I am out of order. I am out of order. If I change, maybe another person will change, and then this world will change. Don't try to change that spirit in somebody else and you got that same spirit on you. Let's get it together. Again, my number is 901-830-6088. Text me and anybody you come across, tell them to text me their name and their number and just say, I'm in. Next week or so, I'm going to post it on Facebook. I'm not telling you what I'm doing. I'm just telling you I need one million people. It will be so simple once you hear it. So I hope you say, this girl is really crazy. She has really lost her mind, but I'm going to go and do this. Because this, this is so simple. That I, this is something I can do. So let's see just where you are in this. Let's see just how much you feel for these kids who are being lost. These kids who have no chance or feel like they have no chance because their parents feel lost. Their parents are still seeking the things that they should be able to give their own children. But they can't because they're broken. They're in bondage. So we got to meet those parents where they are so that they can be parents. And if they're not ready to be, guess what? Those kids need to come out. I'm sorry. We don't need to stand by another day and watch kids go through BS because we're trying to be holier than thou and Christians and saints and all this. But you, these same kids sitting by watching Christians sit back and watch them go through hell. Until we start dealing with those same people, we're going to see what we're seeing. We're going to have to deal with these spirits. Nine zero one eight three zero six zero eight eight is my cell number. Bo Titan Up Ministry. He's in Atlanta, but I'm sure if you're somewhere else and you want to start it, I'm sure he will help you, give you all that you need. He's on Facebook. Rodney is in Virginia. He has the summit coming. Um, Rodney, this is the first one. Rodney, you can tell him about that. People, we need you there. If you if you get your ticket now, it'll be dirt cheap as far as flying or driving. Bring a, bring a whole busload of people. It's an education summit in Virginia. Why do you have kids? I don't have kids. I go tutor every Thursday. Two young boys. I take my lunch break and do that. Those kids think I'm the world, but I'm not. 
I'm not. But I'm making sure that these are this is two young men that I'm gonna make sure. Oh, you're gonna learn to read. You're gonna know what sound an A makes. You're gonna know what sound an E makes. And I'm not gonna stop there. The tutoring is over. But I told them I'll be back. I want to come eat lunch with you. I want to know what you're doing. And I'm not taking no for an answer. Kent doesn't live here. Once you know Tammy, Kent is out of your vocabulary. So I'm asking you people, what are you doing? Stop posting on Facebook. Stop Twittering. Stop talking about what you're going to do, what you want to do. Stop getting in wherever you can fit in and start telling us what you're doing. Rodney. <laughs> wow. Uh this this has been over two hours and it felt like it was twenty minutes. I'm gonna say this before we end this show. Um we do have an education summit coming up, and for those of you who can make it, I don't care if you're in Virginia. I don't care if you're all the way in Zimbabwe. If you can make it out to our education summit, that would be wonderful. We are going to have a great time. Don't speak about it. Be about it. If you are really about change, we'll see you in Manassas, Virginia, September 26, 2015. We're going to have three different panels. We're going to be talking about uh, all this testing that's going on in our schools. We're going to be talking about social promotion. We're going to be talking about the ineffective policy, teaching, and parenting that's impacting our kids in grade K through 12. Our keynote speaker is an inspiration to me and so many other people. Uh, and that's Mr. Gabe Sonier. Uh He was on our show last year. Um, around this time, uh, he is the uh, 53-year-old black man who is now the principal of a school that he was uh, that he served as custodian for 27 years. He's going to be our keynote speaker. We are just going to have a great time with education. We're going to have a great time talking about so many different things that are impacting our kids um, that 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 just need a closer look. And I'm going to end this show, Tammy. And I don't know if you've had a had a chance to see it, uh, but I'm going to end it with something that I posted on Facebook uh, probably about an hour ago. Let me get this straight. We're going to burn down the city, steal out of stores, and harm police officers, but are going to sleep outside just to pay $200 for the next pair of Air Jordans. Download the next song that disrespects black women and let our kids show up at school unprepared for class. I'm frustrated too. I've been profiled. I've been discriminated against. 
and I've had some unfriendly encounters with other races that weren't my fault. I get it. However, ignorance is never the answer. God does not judge me based on what's in someone else's heart. He only looks at mine. No, I'm not naive. I'm not a sellout or anything else that you might want to call me. At work, I look like a teacher. Maybe not because I wear shirts and ties and blazers, and most most teachers don't do that. But if you see me walking to my friend's house down the street in my chill clothes, not so much. I could be profiled tonight with my sweatpants and black hoodie on. But I'm not going to change how I am because of the hatred that might be in someone else's heart. I refuse to draw negative attention to myself because I'm upset or angry about what happened in Baltimore, about what happened in Ferguson, about what happened in New York, or even stand your ground, Florida. Instead, I will continue being a positive role model for my 72 students. I will continue to get an education. I will continue to apologize and pick myself up after I have made mistakes. My advice to you, stop taking the easy way out. out, We are all frustrated. I get it. However, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding are always the solution. Ignorance only contributes to the problem. This has been Rodney and Tammy once again. On a Monday night where you could have been doing anything else, but you decided to be on with us. And we're so glad that you did. Until next time, we hope that you stay safe, remain positive, and be a blessing to everyone you come in contact with. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday. Same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
keep telling me don't hang around. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. It's like fighting with gravity And it's bringing me down 